One of the hardest things about being in lockdown and, you know, doing lots of Zooms and chats and using lots of chat programs and WhatsApp and, and, and things like this is, um, you know, I, I've had quite a lot of um, sort of thumb autocorrect disasters. Um, so, you know, I, for example, uh, typed in uh, patisserie uh, the other day because I, I was uh, talking about, uh, you know, uh, looking forward to going to patisserie when the lockdown ends. And um, it actually autocorrected it to birthday penis that, you know, that was kind of bizarre. And I had a few of those. I said to someone that, you know, I'd been looking at their vid on, on YouTube and it came out that I'd, I'd been looking at their god on YouTube. And, um, you know, generally speaking, you know, I said, oh, blimey, I, I went to the supermarket for the first time and it was hell and it, it turned it to heel. Uh, uh, so, as in he apostrophe ll. So, you know, that became difficult. And of course, uh, autocorrect corrects to autocollect. And um, everything seems to turn to uh, ducking at some point. And this, of course, all came together because I got a, a text from a client saying, Andrew, look, we really need that article finished by uh, the deadline. And I replied, and I swear, I typed, sure, no problem, I'm on it now. But what the autocorrect turned that into was, if you've ruined my life, I say, hey, you, you can shove your job up your and they, they replied, can you get this? They replied to me. They didn't get it, it was the autocorrect that had done it. And they replied, and they said, duck off and go to heel, you massive birthday penis. You're listening to Lockdown Lemonade, a show about the unexpected silver linings of the coronavirus lockdown. My name is Andrew Keith Walker, and I'm a freelance writer, which is basically the career equivalent of self-isolation. And when the lockdown started, I suddenly found myself seeing more people than ever before in online video chats, which ironically made me feel less socially distanced than I did before I started social distancing. Which got me wondering if anyone else had discovered something positive about the strange times we're living through. You know that old saying, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Well, this podcast is about that. It's conversations and laughter about the life lessons my friends have learned as they've taken their lockdown lemons and made lockdown lemonade. So basically, I, I've, I've decided I'm going to have to keep the name. I'm going to have to keep the name. I can't come up with a, 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 another name. I still, You know, it's still bugging me, but um, someone suggested I, I, I could call it post-lockdown lemonade, but the, the trouble with that is that anything that refers to post-lemonade is, um, you know, really just a, it sounds like code for wee-wee. So I've never, I've never, so how do you, how do you date in lockdown? What, how does it work? What have you done? What do you, what's your approach? Well, I mean, there's definitely been some people I've spoken to that were telling me about why they broke up with their exes and when they're telling you you're thinking like seriously you broke up with her are you insane like you are so full of yourself <laughs> you should have been so lucky unmatched that's the voice of my old friend Lua Cooper, who I met back in my digital journalist days in 2009 when she was an intern for David Cameron. Yes, as in the soon-to-be Prime Minister David Cameron. Now, Lua describes herself as an early adopter and a marketer, but she's also an investor, a company director, a vice president, chief operations officer, and currently launching her own consulting firm and promoting investment into women-run organizations via an investment company called SheEO. And she's generally doing cutting-edge stuff in the digital world all the time. But we're not here to talk about that because Lua has got a new pet. And because Lua is always into groovy, high-tech, funky stuff and, you know, being cool, I thought, oh yeah, I'll find some sort of Matrix-style soundtrack for us to sort of be the sound effects in the background. But all, all I could find was uh, this um, track entitled General Office Ambience with Fax Machine. 
We did meet a long time ago, but the thing is, you were never really campaigning, were you? You were selling energy drinks. Let's face it, there was... Uh, I remember that! Yeah, yeah I, I was selling energy drinks. It, it was the way you were selling them. It's like you had them like all around your person. So it was a bit like when you see it on those those films where someone says, hey, buddy, do you want to buy a watch? And he opens up his coat and he's got a load of watches in there. This lovely I mean, I, taffeta dress, as I recall, where you could suddenly, from almost, it had no pockets. I don't know how you did it. And then suddenly, oh, would you like to try an energy drink? <laughs> it was, uh, I thought it was very cool, actually. I was very, uh, it was, you know, it was enterprising, surely. I was always on the lookout for the new, the new thing the new what was going to be the new fad the new brand the new marketing I don't know and 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 I mean eventually I found Groupon before Groupon hit and I was really lucky but it wasn't just luck I was always watching and I I mean I I called I managed to find a number for Groupon which wasn't customer service and I called and I managed to find a number for HR and said, look, I want to be a part of this. And uh, they they agreed to give me an interview and I managed to get in front of the managing director and said, look, I, I, I want a job here. I want to come work for you. And I think the managing director liked that I used to be an assistant and an intern um, for David Cameron. And I think he wanted to be able to say, oh, well, she was... David Cameron's bitch before me so uh <laughs> I think he genuinely wanted to be like yeah you know so so the thing is now. and so they they took me and you know so you you <laughs> yeah but I remember I was at conference like hey you want to <laughs> it was good. I needed wanna, it as well you want a shot of energy I remember that yeah I needed I, that I actually lived off those for because you know things when you're covering it you're I in the newsroom yeah, you're in the press office, you're out, you're chasing around, you're trying to get interviews with people, you're doorstepping politicians that go for a pee, you're hanging around outside the loo, waiting for them to come out so you can shove a mic in their face and say, we're going to comment on this policy and that sort of stuff. And it's it's tiring, it's tiring. You're on your feet all day, you're running around a lot, you're up late. People think, all oh, journalists, they're just constantly drunk and having a good time. No, 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 you're having a rotten time and drunk, it's different. And and then, you know, you've got to keep going. How do you sober up quick? And, you know, straighten up, uh, energy drink. You were... They're the ones that they sell at all the gas stations now, the quick energy shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like... uh, You're on the move. The thing is, I didn't think you were real because I was so, like, off my head on those energy drinks. I thought you were a magical fairy. I thought I'd hallucinated you and you just appeared and gave me... Uh, more energy drinks uh, when you know I was about to fall asleep. You know, possibly in the lap of you know uh, a, a government minister. I I forgot that I was I was working for that company as well. They also um, they also had Marley's Mellow Mood, which was uh, owned by the Bob Marley family, and I wanted to be the brand manager for that brand, and they weren't sure if I was the right bit. Wait, Marley's mellow uh, mood. Yeah, and what was, I mean, there are a sorry. number of reasons why they didn't think that I would be the right fit Wait, for the, of the brand. What was Marley's mellow mood? So it was a drink that had a number of relaxing properties <laughs> in it, and it was very tasty, um, but you shouldn't drink it and then drive. Right. Um, 
but uh, because it, it had a lot, a lot of sort of chilled, relaxing properties, but um, but was legal to sell in in the UK. And um, I did this incredible marketing pitch, this incredible campaign. But essentially, they 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 were like, Louis, you've just got absolutely the wrong image for the brand. Like it was an incredible pitch, but. You weren't mellow enough. You weren't. You weren't mellow enough. You were too. But, but here's the thing, right? You. I are... think I was way too much of a of a sadly posh, semi-white girl to remotely fit the. And I, I think you know, there's an element of that. How can you have someone that just doesn't fit your brand promoting your brand? You are unstoppable in the face of challenges so the lockdown strikes what does lua do what does lua do uh you know you're at home you're locked down um if anyone came up with an awesome idea of how, what you do with the lockdown it had to be you well i i, I fostered a cat she's deaf she has been causing all sorts of trouble in my house um <laughs> I managed to, to to trim her nails, so that's helped. I have a lot of scars on my hands. <laughs> we've we've managed to tame her a bit, um, and I think yeah. So I I, I created a few uh, a few little sort of fun fun sort of video video campaigns. The other thing that I'm working on, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm setting up a consultancy, or I've set up a consultancy that is for. Um, small to medium-sized businesses to help them actually, not just with the impact of COVID, but just generally with the impact. Uh, COVID happens to be uh, uh, another kind of knock-on effect, but really with the impact of sort of digital and sort of the economic effect that has really been coming to hit a lot of businesses anyway, COVID really has uh, propelled that onwards. And, and how the hell do we, we get them to start really competing? But funnily enough, the thing that I have found really interesting is, um, and especially uh, the reactions I've had from a lot of the kind of social media stuff that I've been doing has been really, really a little bit all over the place. Some of my friends asked if I'd kind of lost it, which absolutely <laughs> I have kind of lost it. I have been stuck in my apartment for the last few months with a deaf cat. <laughs> Everyone thought they had time. Everyone thought they were living a life where they had time to plan their life the way they wanted. Nobody knew they were planning for a bunker buddy. I was seeing a guy up in Scotland and I went up to Scotland to visit him. He gave me COVID. <laughs> I kid you not. I came back and I was in, uh, I was in locked, like self-isolation. And by the time I came out, the rest of the world went into lockdown. He wasn't ready for anything serious. And I was like, I just came all the way to Scotland. Yeah. to get the virus you know the thing is to say then, i'm not ready for anything serious yet covid is pretty serious i mean yeah <laughs> you could have killed me <laughs> basically you know i'm flying back and forth to scotland thinking oh life is you can you take know, your time. time yeah you can just fly back and forth as much as you like you don't have to rush things on 
and then bang. Although this does actually show that once again, you were an early adopter. You were into COVID before it was cool, you know. So that was, you know, something. I'm an early adopter. It's my it's my way. You know, I catch all diseases before they're cool. <laughs> so, so what has been your what is your uh, lockdown life lesson that we can all learn if we just listen to your lockdown lemonade life lesson lemonade? <sighs> Try not to take life too seriously and sometimes life really sucks and you've just got to laugh about it because the thing is life piles up and every time this is this is the thing every time you think things can't get any worse sometimes it does and that can be overwhelming and the worst thing you can do is let all these things just pile up. You've just got to ever. You've just got to try and make light of the best, you know, of, of these situations. What I tried to do during during the whole thing, and and I mean, a couple of my friends are messaging me like, "You okay? You know, some of your videos, like, yeah, you're like dancing around your room with your cat. Like, when did you even get a cat? Like, what's going on?" I was like, "Look, okay, I'm by myself." I'm stuck in my flat. I'm literally not allowed to go outside. Maybe this is actually a good time for a brain refresh. I've spent the last, I don't know, five, 10 years taking myself so seriously, putting so much pressure on myself to be, you know, the strong woman and career woman. And, and I have to be this and I have to be that and I have to prove myself. And suddenly, you know, I managed to take a couple of months to just have a break and laugh and dance around my living room with, with this deaf cat that is terrified. <laughs> Every time I start dancing, she sort of burns <laughs> at me and runs out the room. And, and uh, yeah, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Like the, the only thing you can do is laugh about it. Wow. It's really all you can do is try and make light of a difficult situation because if you if you can do that, if you can laugh at yourself, then things don't feel as difficult. Well, that's been this week's Lockdown Lemonade, and I, I hope you enjoyed it. And I think Lua is onto something there. I, I think we should all just spend a bit more time laughing at ourselves and laughing at the little things and just, you know, lightening up and, and stop putting so much pressure on ourselves. You know, if you do have a difficult time because the kids are in the house making too much noise when you're trying to you know, have a Zoom meeting or the internet keeps dying on you because you live in the countryside or, or, you know, you send off an autocorrect and it all goes horribly wrong and you wind up telling someone to shove their job, uh, you know, uh, it, because the autocorrect just totally went mad. I mean, it doesn't matter, okay? Because, you know, we can all just have a laugh and carry on. And, of course, I mean, that also includes, if, if for example, if, if no one had subscribed to your podcast, you could say, oh, please, please subscribe. <laughs> please subscribe to my podcast. Please subscribe to my podcast. Listen to my podcast. Uh, uh, rate it. Give it five stars. Share it. Share it on your social networks with your friends. Use your networks to, to laugh at things. Make a video of yourself dancing around with a terrified cat uh, listening to my podcast, please. Please listen to my podcast. Listen to my podcast. I think I'm having a heart attack. No, I'm not. I'm just, you know, please listen to my podcast. I was just trying to get sympathy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's poor taste. I, I do apologize. I, I'm sorry. Okay, look, I've got to go. I love you. I love you. 
bye, bye, bye. Bye, I love you, I love you. Big hugs, big hugs. Mm, big hugs. Uh, th- I mean, not literally, because, you know, the virus and stuff. So social distance hugs. And and please listen to my podcast. Please, okay, okay. bye, bye. I love you, bye, bye. I love you, sir.